irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. All right, guys, welcome to the show. Keith the Razor with my one and only Alan Lee. How are you? How are you? I'm great. Digging it, man. I'm all set up for Corona. Are you enjoying these Zoom interviews? I like them I, a lot, a lot. Uh, I'm a pro-tech guy. I'm not one of these uh, fucking uh, anti-tech fucks who, uh, I embraced it. Uh, I embrace everything about it. I, I have downloaded music. I don't know what, how you listen to music. You never told me. It's kind of strange, but I download music. You download music? I have Pandora. Oh, do you like Pandora? I love Timber. I love it. And I love uh, um, uh, the other one, Spotify. Oh, I'm on Spotify. Yeah, yeah. You know who else is is uh, our guest? Monique Marvez. He's on it. Uh, for, our guest, for the folks at home, our guest, we'll just give her her intro now. Uh, she's an original Latina diva queen of comedy. Uh, she has a Showtime special. And she has, she's also part of the Snoop Dogg's uh, Bad Girls of Comedy tour, uh, Monique Marvez. She also has her own uh, podcast uh, help show called the Monique Marvez Show. And uh, she's a very funny. She's a national headliner. I opened up for her a couple times. I booked her at the rec room. And I got to tell you, professional, sweet, and funny. And that's what you need in this business. Um, you sure? Yeah, what else do you need? I think you need a pair of balls. What? Well, you do. Oh. Balls. Come on, bro. We'll I'll have to edit the ball segment out. Oh, look at you. <laughs> You're so filthy. Hey, you you want to hear a great yeah. ball joke? Yeah. So I'm on stereo, right? And uh, I was talking to this random guy. And and they said, give me two truths and a lie, right? So I, I said, okay, I have three nipples, three balls, and three toes. And it freaked him out, right? He's like, well, I would assume the three nipples could be true because I've heard people have that. And I was like, yes, that is true, right? And it's not really true. I just have a zit that looks like a nipple right now. And uh, he's like, it's kind of hard to walk on three toes. So I'm going to say that's the lie. I was like, you are correct. And he's like, so what's it like having three balls? And I was like, oh, well, I have two normal balls and my, my wiener's so small, it looks like another ball. And he just started cracking up, dude. Yeah, he's, like, that, he's like, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. I was like, I'm good at two truths and a lie. <laughs> <laughs> you better wash yourself uh, yeah. Dude. You, better, you better wash yourself on. I tried that stereo you know what happened to me but I'm going to tell you something the way you think which is you know, sort of filthy if you get on with someone who, who I don't want to say that the police are looking for them 
uh, you know, for sex crimes and all that, and you're there chatting your ass off and, you know, doing all your blue material. And I'm your friend, you know, I, I'm your sidekick. I'm looking out for you. You know, <laughs> you think the police are going to go on stereo? Oh, let me tell you, bro. When they're sure. tracking, you they, go, oh, my God. I, oh, my God. Oh, fuck. I, I will say that, I oh, mean, you, 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 you told me you were talking to a guy that made you feel a little uncomfortable, right? Well, it wasn't in the world. I've talked to a lot of people. You know, you know how I roll, bro. I'm not, I'm not some kind of like a, some kind of pussy or something. No, it's no. I, I will admit, I, I've talked to a couple people that made me uncomfortable. But like, what I like to do is yeah. like, I, I like to, I like to get inside their head and I like to yeah. flip it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah but you know, I, I know what you said. You don't say, hey, you know, I, I'm Keith Razor. I'm on, uh, you know, I'm, I'm the host of uh, Razor Riffs and. Uh, you know, you sound like a nice person, and and maybe you'd want to want to come on, come on the show. You know, we could maybe play one of my clips on stereo, on the show, so you could Ooh, see. Yeah. No, I'm saying we can maybe play one of the clips on the show, so you could see what what like. No, no, I don't care. That's your business. If you want to go. Whoa! What the fuck is that, Alan? What? Behind you. Ah. Uh. I'm not kidding. It, it, it's like a thing with horns. There's no thing with horns in my fucking room. I swear to God. Listen, I don't know what you've been smoking. You're. Oh my God, Alan. Every 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 time. It's right play. there. Turn around. You don't see that? Oh, there's nothing there. Really? Horns. horns? It looks like a bull. I know, bull balls. You won't stop on the ball jokes now for the whole thing. No, no, no. It looks like a bull, like a real bull head or something. You, you're you seriously thinking I'm playing with you. Turn no, no, around. I'm joking. I'm joking. Watch this. Watch this. We'll show it's you. right there. Oh, my God. <laughs> you you I, fucker. I, you're... I, you were always, trying to make me act crazy. Yeah, that's right. Because that's right, you do that to me. I always wanted one, and I know it looks almost satanic now, so it actually, because it's not. It's a Western, you know, like a bull, right, in Texas? Right, right. right. But if you look at it and you don't see it, it looks like a satanic goat. Look, see that? When you look at it this way, see from where you are? Uh-huh. It's on my shelf here. It's new. It's new, so you, nobody's. Right. I will say, yeah, that's what I was talking about. That's what freaked me out. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Dude, you have some cool stuff in your room, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, let me show you. This is really hard. You remember Mighty Mouse? Oh, I remember Mighty Mouse. Say hi, Mighty. Mighty Mouse. Wasn't Mighty Mouse like Mickey Mouse's, like, uh, uncle or something, something like that? Sort of, but he was separate because he was a superhero completely. And, uh... Yeah, he was totally badass. Right. Totally badass. And, uh, yeah, you know, I got a lot of collectibles. I got a lot of cool things. I can't well, this. While we're waiting for Monique, I think it's time, like, what's your number one cool collectible? Your Dennis Miller doll? No. That is a hard one. It's one of my favorites. Uh, it's like, it have it up here. It's my Captain America uh, uh, 12-inch, which is the size of G.I. Joe. Uh-huh. Uh, fully artic articulated from Marvel and brought to me from the uh, Comic-Con uh, by my writer friend. Very sweet. He's so sweet. 
I said, please, please get this for me. We see it. I don't care how, how much it is. Just please buy it. And so, you know, it's, it's, I, can't, I can't reach up there with a the lap. It's, it's, it's right. No, no, I've seen it before, though. It's unbelievable. It's got the shield. Uh, uh, you can change his face and take the mask. It's unbelievable. And so that's, that is, I'm not saying my most favorite, but it's up there. Of course, I have jo Jonah Hex. You ever see the movie Jonah Hex? No. Josh oh, Boyle. is that the one where the cowboy guy? Yeah. So here's here's the Jonah Hex. Yeah. Your mic is off. Ugh. Can you see that? Now your mic's on. Okay. Yo, that looks cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I can't really. For the folks at home listening, Alan is showing his uh, collectible action figures that he has. That's right. That's right. How much? How much do you think those are worth right now? Because like comic book movies are a big deal. Yeah, these collectibles they go up and down. The the hex is probably not worth more than sixty dollars, uh, maybe seventy. The, yeah, the uh, Captain America is probably worth eighty, seventy. What about the Dennis Miller one? The, the Dennis Miller, believe it or not, I got that. You're not going to believe where I got Dennis Miller. You're not going to believe it. I got the Dennis Miller at fucking Big Lots. Was the last really? One. Was the last one? It, co it cost me eight dollars. Wow! And it talks. It talks. I couldn't reach out. It's um, he says jokes. Yeah. Hey, Monique. Monique is entering the room, so we're gonna we're gonna welcome Monique. Ready? I would hope so. All right. We're, gonna, we're not gonna. Wait a minute. How come the lights not looking? Wait a minute. It's too dark here. Hey, what's up, Monique? How are you? Hi, Keith. How, How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you for so much for uh, doing the show. I know we've had some backtracks on trying to do it. Yeah, it's uh, busy. We're both, you know, it's interesting because this is a tough time for a lot of people. I've been unusually busy. I'm trying to get you into my uh, tripod. I'll do that in a second, but I have to weigh it because when I put the camera, uh -huh. it tilts it. Wow. The folks at home can't see your nice house, but it's a nice house. Thank you. I'm not going to lie to you. It is really nice. <laughs> yeah. We we're, were going to Alan's uh, collectibles. I think we lost Monique. Nope, you didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> you didn't. I just had to put – I'm putting you in the tripod and making sure it's not going to tip. Oh. There we go. Awesome. Yeah, I – I love my home. Yeah. How long have you been there? Because I know you you just moved recently, didn't you? Yeah. I used to live in the Hollywood Tower on Franklin. I lived in the oh. penthouse of the Hollywood Tower. Oh, my God. Wow. The tower. Yeah. I like vintage. But this is a new building, but I have a lot of vintage stuff in it. Yeah. You know, the tower is it's left of the Argyle? Excuse me? The Hollywood Tower is on Franklin across yeah. from the 101 Cafe. Yeah. That's right, and the, but you know the, the other uh, old hotel, the Argyle? I, I do not. Vine, Vine, and it goes right under the freeway, crosses Franklin and Vine. It looks like a castle. Oh, I know, I know the, the one where they filmed. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I think that's up on a hill. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I've run past it. Yeah, yeah, very, yeah, I love those old hotels is what I'm saying. And I, oh, yeah, well, the, the Sunset Boulevard was filmed on the other side of the highway, and that apartment looks exactly the same. That building is beautiful. Isn't it, though? 
yeah, I, I'm so glad they don't tear the, you know, in LA, they have no, they have no reverence. So they'll tear that down and, you know, put up a, a frosty, uh, a frosty yeah. ice house. It's still there. Thank goodness. Yeah. There you go. Now, now, Monique, when you when you're living so close to like uh, Sunset Boulevard, do you ever like go hit the what, what's they call it? They call it like the triple run, where you hit the store, the Laugh Factory, and the Improv in one night. Have you ever heard of that? No, I I'm uh, to be honest with you, I I haven't done the store in a long time. I don't know anybody there anymore. Oh, really? No, I lost track. Like the guy that used to work at Tempe Improv worked there, and I know him. But I, I just lost track because I'm at Hermosa, the improv, and the ice house so much. I love the store. I just don't know anybody there. I don't know anybody at the Laugh Factory anymore. Wow. Yeah. I, I just yeah. thought, like, once you're a national headliner, your name's already in the database. It doesn't really matter who you know. I'm, I'm sure that if I – I wouldn't know who to email to say, like, hey, can I get a set? Like, I, I have an HBO Max special running right now, so I'm pretty sure they'd give me time. I just don't know where, where I'd even send an email. Oh, Jesus, my God. It would, be, it would be Adam Egan. Oh, Adam Egan is at the store, yeah. I think Adam would remember me. I mean, he's reached out because he knew me from Tempe. Yeah, cool. So uh, how's the 2020 uh, going for you? Because for me, it's going crappy. I've lost all my shows. Yeah, I saw, I saw that also, you, you know, you've just had a lot of challenges, and I understand and comprehend. It's one of those kind of when it rains, it pours situations. Yeah. And, um, my, you know, go ahead. I was going to tell Alan, because I don't think Alan knows, but my coworker was murdered last week. Oh and um, He was murdered? I didn't know that's how he died. I saw yeah. the post, and I, yeah. I, I, I told you I was sorry, but I didn't know what happened. Yeah, uh, his wife... Uh, suffocated him when he was asleep and um it was David and he was like one of my best friends you know and it, it yeah just, I could feel your how much you loved him you know what I mean yeah so I think like that's just one of those situations where like it's just like can this year just get any worse you know what I mean and well, that, well, that's what happened I gotta ask a couple questions out of, they're not comedic but they're interesting um you know, did, did they have an ongoing issue? Was she mentally ill? Was he cheating? Like, what prompted that? Uh, he was definitely abused by her. Um, I, he, he, to my knowledge, he wasn't cheating, but I think she always thought he was cheating. She was just crazy. I mean, I... Well, that's the thing. I think that, I think that COVID is really pushing people to their limits. You know what I mean? And in so many ways good and bad you yeah. know I, I see people that have developed incredible side hustles that have grown entire new businesses that have changed their business model for the better and you know and then i see people that are just unable to to face like it's like one more thing it was like the coin like that was the straw that broke the camel's back was that i can't go out and socialize or i can't go to a bar uh, you would be surprised how many of my friends are struggling because they didn't realize how much they drank yeah. and they don't want to drink alone. You know what I mean? Like in their mind, it's like, Oh, let's go out for cocktails equals. I'm not an alcoholic versus I'm in my house alone struggling, but I really want to drink a lot. Now, is it, is it hurting you? Cause I know you do the no. road all the time. So there's no, it's not. 
Oh, because wow. I did radio for so many years, I'm accustomed to being alone in a studio and knowing if I'm being engaging. Like you create your own rhythm. You know, radio right. is very different than stand up. And Zoom is actually the love child of those two skill sets. If you can be by yourself and know that you're entertaining, but it's not long form, it's not radio, you're still pithy, you know, then um, I, I've been doing a ton of Zoom corporates. Like it got out that I was good on Zoom. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of like three, this week I'll have done two very good Zoom corporates. Oh, wow. And you're doing stand-up on these things. I am, but what I tell comedians for Zoom, because stand-up doesn't translate. Like, you can't stand there with a mic and do set-up punch. And I've seen people do it, and it's just abysmal. I tell them, <laughs> it is. It's just awful. I say, uh, turn your act into a funny conversation with someone you just love and want to entertain. And if you oh. make it a little more conversational and a little less, but um bum you know, it's just going to play better on Zoom. It's the same act. Right. Just make it conversant and, and talk as if you're talking to someone that you're crazy about. Yeah. I get that. Maybe this yeah. is, maybe this is why this interview is going so well, because I'm crazy about you. I'm a huge fan. Aww. Thank you. It yeah. is, and it's mutual, which is why I'm so glad we finally found a time and place to make this happen. I know, like four years later. <laughs> yeah, right. I uh, I first saw you at Bruce's Lounge. I remember. Yeah, with That's Rudy. The same night that we worked with Trevor Wallace, who's totally blown up on IGTV. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah, he's making crazy, crazy videos, Plant Poppy and In and Out Burger. He's just lost his noodle. Yeah. And it's funny because I remember that that show, Trevor didn't have the best set. And now he's like, no. you know, it's like, whoa. But I think he found his, he's in alignment. He found his lane. And that's what I tell people. You find your lane. Like, I know who I am. I know my voice. I know, I don't try to do things that aren't me. Right. Now, and Trevor's good. Now, did you, when you, when you uh, do comedy, do you, because like I kind of could feel who's good and who's not, but you're you know you've been doing it for way longer than me, and you're closing clubs where I'm just now starting to do that. Like, is there like I've been closing clubs for twenty plus years. <laughs> yeah, and I, that's what I'm saying. Like I'm just now starting doing it, and this is my fifteenth year in stand up. You know, so yeah. is my, there... it's May thirtieth was my thirtieth year i started may 30th 1990 i keep a set diary oh do you really yeah of course so you write down every single show mostly yeah Whoa. who i worked with i mean there's some times when i was on the road where everything was like a blur because i was like town to town you know in yeah. the 90s but in recent times yeah i mean i i started out like i did 250 sets my first year because i started in miami and like you say, I would. There was a lot of comedy in South Florida, and I would drive to Boca, West Palm Beach. I would do three, four sets a night. Wow, what's what's the most sets you've done in a night? Uh, I think I did five because a guy, and this was just a few years ago. A friend of mine missed the boat, like he literally missed the cruise ship, yeah. and uh, we were supposed to do like like two family two adult and one midnight 
and he didn't he didn't meet the ship. So I did like 21 shows in less than a week. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. yeah. I filled in his time. Wow. Well, uh, the question I was going to have is like, since you've been doing comedy for so long, like you could totally feel who has uh, talent or some sort of skill, right? I can. Yes, I can. Yeah. So, like, what what's that like on people you work with? Because I'm sure there's comics you don't enjoy working with, but you still do. You know what the, I mean? The vast majority. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm not in that vast majority. No. Well, I've only worked with you once, so no. You, yeah. have, to, you have to really annoy me three or four times to get in that category. Um, <laughs> I could lie to you, but what's the point? We're friends. Yeah. Um, here's the unknown variable, though. I've known people with incredible talent. I mean, I worked with Bill Hicks twice. Right. I've, worked, I've worked with people with incredible talent, and I've also worked with people that had a modicum of talent, but they applied themselves. They, they made themselves right. They, they got close to a good headliner and, and paid attention. I've seen mediocre guys get very good because it was in their heart to get very good, and I've seen great guys crash and burn because they felt like, oh, I don't have to study for the test. I know the answers. And they crashed and burned. They didn't change their act. The times passed them by. You know, so it's not always just talent or skill sets. It is an applied, you know, comedy is an art form. You can train yourself to be better at it. And when did you, like, what year in comedy did you say, okay, look, this is also an art form, but it's also a business because you're also a very good business. Right from the start. Right I was start. a businesswoman before I was a comedian. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I took my business acumen right into my career like day one. Like my first promo pictures cost me a lot of money because I thought I'm not going to scrimp. I don't want there to be bad pictures of Monique. So my first set of promo pictures in the summer of, I, I took my first set of promo pictures in 91, and it was a friend of mine who was a college student who needed money, and he was a photographer. He was studying photography, and I think I paid him like $200 in 1991. Which is a lot. Yeah. A lot. But then my second set, I went to the best photographer in Miami who did like Gloria Estefan album covers, and that one cost me like over $1,000 in 1993. Whoa. Alan, but how I much were your head shots? Huh? I was going to ask Alan how much his headshots were because those were – that's like pricey. Well, I, I, I tend – and she might disagree with me about this, but I, I tend to go Walmart. I, I never go beyond, beyond 350 <laughs> Yeah, I just felt like at that time, now you have the internet and YouTube. Yeah. But in the 90s, that was – your headshot was their first yeah, impression. It's a big deal. Yeah, that's true. It was a big deal. It was more important. I think half the bookers didn't even look at the VHS tapes because that was when you had to mail a VHS in a padded envelope. I feel like they pulled the headshot out and they said she's attractive with a big rack. What the hell? How bad can it be? Now, you said like you had to mail in a tape. Now everyone sends in a clip on YouTube. Do you feel yep. that mailing a tape still has some magic into it? No, I, I haven't mailed the tape in forever, in a very long time. I, I, when I had my Not Skinny, Not Blonde DVDs, mm -hmm. once in a while I would send a DVD to somebody just because I felt like seeing that special in its entirety, the way it was shot, is, is a game changer. 
but it's very rare. And mostly, to be honest, most of my work comes now because people know me, they've seen me, somebody that's pretty high up on the food chain recommends me. I really don't hustle for work as hard as I used to. And I'm not saying that to brag, I'm just saying I've been blessed. I mean, 30 years in, I would hope I don't have to hustle as hard. Yeah, no, I mean, I remember I booked you at the rec room, which I'm kind of scared won't come back with this corona stuff, but I remember you did it for me for very, very cheap, and it was just you were there available that day. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I here's the thing, Keith, is that there used to be sort of a comedic code of ethics, like the headliner on a, when clubs were Wednesday to Sunday – or even Thursday to Sunday, the headliner always took the middle for at least like a lunch or a coffee. You mentored people. You know, there was like a, a rules of the road. There was something. And now I feel it's kind of every man for himself. It's a little bit like sports. You would have a guy that was a franchise player that stayed on the same team. You know, and now everybody's a free agent. People don't mingle in green rooms like they used to. I still have that old imprint in me that if I can help somebody, I try. Oh, yeah. And that's why I just like, I think that's why I love you even more because you've always helped me. You know, I remember I asked you to, if I could open for you at the Comedy Magic Club and you said you'll ask and unfortunately Richard said no, but at least that you did it, you know, like a lot yeah. of comics won't do that. Well, you know what? What's the worst somebody can say no, but you know what? People did great things for me. I mean, when I started comedy, 85% of my best gigs came from other comics. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah. So it's nice to know that the comics in the olden days were nice because the comics in today days aren't. Oh, no, they were rat bastards the same. <laughs> but they were, they were, but they, there was sort of a, a code of ethics, like a, like rules of the road. You know what I mean? Like there was just honor among thieves, if you want to call it that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there was a way that we interacted that was, understood there was a subtext that we're comics yeah oh no i mean the level of sexual harassment and idiocy in the 90s was like next level that was a good uh question i had because now it it's the sexual harassment is pretty bad but it seems like more people are speaking up and like you know other comics are getting in trouble in the 90s i could only imagine how much worse it was yeah, it was something. And, um, you know, I look like a goober right now because I have my hair clipped back from the heat and Zoom is not doing me any favors. But uh, in, the, in the 90s, I was very cute. Like, I was cute. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there weren't a lot of comedians. That was before. Like, now you kind of have to be cute. And I heard there's, like, some comedian who performs in a bikini or something. But when I started, wow. huh? There, There is? Yeah, evidently. Wow. Um, but when I started, the fact that I dressed up, that I wore something nice, and I actually got that from a performer, a male performer who wore a suit and said, when I'm in the back of the room, I want people to know I'm the comic. I don't want to blend. And I'm Latina, so we wear like a prom dress to pay our light bill. So when I started comedy, I would, you know, I'd have my hair all done and the girls out and red lipstick. And it was a thing, you know. Right. So, so, you know, people would see my act and see that I was strong and what I was, and they confused my act and my strength with like, oh, she's, you know, promiscuous or a party animal. And the, the reality is 
I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I never have. I don't party with people. Like if I, if I ever have a drink with you, you know, like we are tight because to me, that's a very intimate thing to get intoxicated. And I'm a cheap drunk cause I don't drink. Right. So you know what I mean? Like if I have a drink with you, if, if we're hanging out and I have, you know, and I'm an idiot, it's like Prosecco. Like I drink sissy girl drinks, champagne, Kia Royales. But if I have one, that means we're genuinely friends. I don't drink with strangers. Right. Well, you, you talk about like drinking uh, girl drinks, but it's not a girl drink to you because you are a girl, you know? Yeah. No, I, it's a, yeah, correct. I'm, yeah. A, I'm a super girly girl. <laughs> like I, if I drink, I, I don't drink either, but like, if I drink, I, I like go out like after one drink, I'm like, okay, I want to go home. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. I'm super tipsy. Like I get tipsy like in no time. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Lee, uh, you have any uh, questions for Monique you wanted to ask? Uh, you know, there's so many. I, I, I Well, there's, there's a couple that I thought. Uh, oh, I'll, I'm here. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> uh on your bio, you're married to a Rambo Special Forces guy? Well, here's the thing. No, I and think I've never great. said this publicly I'm, before. I'm, 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 a military. I'm just saying, you know, since you know so much about relationships, I thought when I read that, I, it, you know, it sort of leaped out at me. You know, I see, you know, Rambo and you together. And That's I, my ex-husband. We've been oh, divorced for over 10 years. My, my bad, my bad. No worries. <laughs> and here's the interesting part. And I haven't said this in public, and there's no reason to, but I'm going to because I'm like that. While we were getting divorced, I had a private investigator just check everything out. And it turns out that that was a lie. And it's actually illegal to impersonate a Navy SEAL. And, um, and yeah, he was in the military. He was in the military. Okay. Okay. If that was that was yeah. true, but he oh. grossly exaggerated okay. that, like many other okay. things in our marriage. Sure. sure. Well, that's oh, so you you weren't married to Sylvester Stallone? No, no, she no. Uh. I've never even gone on a date with him. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was so generous of you. I just thought, you know, anyway, going to something else, like like for example, were you? Since you know, your routines do deal with relationships and so forth, you know, people they do. You know, you, you know who Dr. Ruth is, right? Yes. Obviously. And she you know, she's been the butt of many jokes. Yes, she has. Well, because nobody she doesn't look like she would know her way around a wiener. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I mean she does, yeah. evidently. But you know, you look at me and you know. No, I, no well I think I think you know, you're, you're, tri obviously, you know, I'm, uh, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of a, it's very hot out today. Uh, I'm it's here by myself in my room. <laughs> no, no, you don't joke. You know, you know what I'm saying? No, you're, no, obviously, uh, you know, you you put thoughts in men's minds. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and I'm happy for that. You should be, you should be. Yeah, there's women, you know, women who unfortunately are not born with a uh, born. See, I can't even talk. So you're so, uh, born <laughs> with the beauty gene, right? Blessed with a certain, you know, and it's it's a, it's a call of the, you know, the call of, the, of fate, you know, they they you know they have a, a sort of a, a world of their own, you know, in high school they they hung out together, you know, they they had their group, and so in life I don't blame them if they continue to stay in that club. What are they going to do? Are they going to? Well, it's the same as comedy. You know what? You can you can 
apply skill sets. I mean, if yes. you want to be attractive, sure. you can be physically fit. You can yeah. figure out the best way to do your makeup. Sure. You know, there's, I've seen people, I mean, that's why makeover shows are so huge because you can yeah. take a woman that's who's cool. a rolling dumpster fire and with some spanks and a little paint, she's got <laughs> it going on. Monique, have you ever thought about being like a commentator on those shows just as a joke? Oh wow, wow! That, I would. Is... I'm open to anything. Like yeah. if people call, if people, I've been on a couple of talk shows, and you know, back in the day, I was on Montel Williams a bunch of times. If wow. if people called me and said, "Hey, would you like to do this?" I would do it. Yeah, I think you would be hilarious on that, like the extreme makeover. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I think Alan wants to like. Uh, I think Alan wants to ask you to marry him because he's all blustered and blushing. Is, is he all Twitter-pated? It's, 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 Alan, I'm never going to get married again. I tell people I just want to have a series of honeymoons. <laughs> well, here it is. It's, it's recorded. It's recorded right here, Monica. Okay, we got this. <laughs> now, well, Monique, I have a question about uh, your Showtime special. When you were training to film that and you are going on the road because – You've been doing comedy for 30-plus years, and you have all these specials. How long does it take you to train for a special? Like, Because, like, if you do Louis C.K., he does it once a year or whatever, which I feel is a little too fast. Well, you know, I don't know other people's process, but my specials have a rhythm because it has to do with where I am in my life. And, you know, you sometimes you have a, a stretch of life where two, three years, things are kind of the same. Right. And then and then you write about that situation. You're in this relationship. You live in this town. You're having these experiences. And then your life kind of shakes up and you're having another set of experiences and things that you want to, you know, document in your stand up. And, you know, I don't I don't write about the mundane. I don't you know, I'm not one of those people that like people say you, you you're not a funny person. You say regular things in a funny way. I'm not that person. Right. I document phenomena. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I observe things as they pertain to my life and say like, this works, this doesn't work. Like perfect example, the older I got, the younger the guys that were asking me out got. That's weird. I don't understand that. Men yeah. my own age don't want to have anything to do with me. They want to marry some 30 something and have do-overs because they screwed up their first family. Like, I can't get anybody over 45 to give me the time of day. But 28 to 35, they're falling out of freaking trees. Right. Well, that, that, that didn't happen to me before. That's a new thing. Well, that theory just proves that you're wrong because Alan's madly in love with you. Well, that's, I'm thank I'm you, Alan. I'm, I'm flattered. Thank you. <laughs> How old are you, Keith? I'm 33. That's okay. The last guy that I dated on and off for seven years was your age. Oh, really? I nice. kid you not. Oh. I met him when he was 25. Wow. 26, 26. So what happened? Did you think like this guy just wasn't mature for you anymore? Or? Well, no, 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 no. I mean, look, I'm going to be, again, I, he would ask, am I your boyfriend? And I would say no. And he would say, why not? And I'd say, because a boyfriend has a beginning, a middle, and end. There's a trajectory. Oh, that's I true. said, you and I have a very close, fun, nice, intimate relationship. And at some point, we will stop this part and mm -hmm. still be cool. Right. Like, there's no trajectory. There's like, 
intimacy, no intimacy, still cool. Mm -hmm. And well, that's what happened. I think a lot of people need to learn that. I think that that would save like a lot of hate and relationships when, especially Absolutely. when they break them. Yeah. You know, I mean, I asked him like, if boyfriend means monogamous and exclusive, if that's why you're using that word because mm -hmm. you're concerned, then we can take that word out of the equation. And I'm telling you, I'm giving you my word, and I'm a person of integrity. If we're hanging out and having a good time, I'm not interested in anybody else. That's not how I roll. I'm serial monogamous. I'm not interested. I, I've never been on a dating app in my life. I don't even know what they look like. Oh, they're they're terrible. You should. I wouldn't do it. It's just not off. for me. Yeah, I mean, dating apps, man. That's just like rejection in a phone. You know what I mean? No, everybody I've met, I've met organically. Like I've met them at the gym. I've met them at Whole Foods. Like if you're living a life that reflects your values, you will run into people. You know, I run. I've run, I've met people in my run, you know, just like running a half marathon. I had a guy run like three miles side by side, even though he runs faster than me because he wanted to set up a coffee. <laughs> oh, that, that's a pretty uh, unique way to do it. Way yeah. To do it. Yeah. So, Monique, uh, before uh, the Zoom heads out, because I got a thing that says five minutes remaining, uh, where can the folks at home follow you and support you? Every social media is at. Monique Marvez. I'm mm -hmm. at Monique Marvez on Instagram, at Monique Marvez on Twitter. Uh, my Facebook page is full, so you have to go to Monique Marvez official fan page. Okay. And uh, and that, you know, I've been, like I say, I've been very blessed. I have a, a robust fan base there. You know, it's not like I have a million followers, but I, I say I'm the Tom Waits of comedy and that the amount of people I do have they're the right people. They're engaged. They care. They're very invested in, in me. And, you know, I get birthday presents from strangers and I'm very blessed. Well, you do, you actually have a couple Twitter questions that I want okay. to, like, uh, this is from big daddy D four, one, two, three. He wants to know Monique, when is the Monique Marvez show going to come back? Um, I guess he means on KFI cause right. I did radio on KFI. And people loved it. I started doing Saturday night, 8 o'clock, just like I did on KFI, mm -hmm. on YouTube. I do a live stream at 8 p.m. every Saturday, which sums up the week in pop culture. I tell stories. It's a little different than my radio show, but it still kind of captures the essence of what people liked. So that's, you can just go to at Monique Mar you know, find Monique Marvez on YouTube, mm -hmm. subscribe, and Saturday night, he'll get the Monique Marvez show. Uh, this isn't a Twitter question. This is my question because I do podcasting and radio. Do you feel that that helps you as a better, like makes you helps, doesn't obviously make you a better comic, but it gives you a tool to be a better comic? Look, anything you can master or work at is going to make you better at, at other things. Like writing is writing. Right. You know, I just signed up. That's why I had to wait a minute to, I signed up for a 21 day writing intensive. Like, Whoa. I, yeah. I mean, I've been writing for years, but this opportunity to have this master class appeared, and I said, I'm going to do it. All right. Well, the, uh, here's another uh, Twitter question. This is from Jen82. Monique, when COVID-19 is over, is there any plans you will film a pilot? Um, there's a couple of things cooking, and, you know, Hopefully, something will go forward on HBO. They were very happy with the HBO Max special. I've talked to some development people. Anything can happen. 
Oh, that's awesome. And then another one is, Monique, what is your best uh, dating advice for a comic? Should other comics date comics? This is from no. Erica Rhodes. <laughs> uh, oh, Erica. I yeah. love Erica. Um, yeah. Here's the issue. And I'm not saying no. I don't like to speak in, like, absolutes. The challenge with any people in the same line of work, and this can be movie stars, and we've seen it. If you have a solid relationship, like maybe a Tom Hanks, Rita Wilson situation where you cheer the other person if their career is doing better, if you're really in a position to cheer the other person, the hard part is as a woman, you know, it's very hard that there's a, you know, there was a kind of a thing people used to tell me, don't F the middle. And I wasn't going to anyway. But the, but the thing is, if you're more successful as a woman than your significant other, at least if you're in different fields, they can chalk it up to, oh, she's a comedian. But if you're both comedians and you're still significantly more successful, that's going to create a challenge. Yeah, especially if the middle, like, has the job to tour with you and then, like, it goes bad, you know, his career's over. I've seen it. Yeah. Well, you didn't have to, like, mention my name, but... No, 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 no. I've just seen where people... I've seen, pe I've seen people marry, like, Mm -hmm. They're opening, like, mm -hmm. I, I'm not going to name, I've seen some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> now, Monique, uh, I have a question. What What's it like doing uh, cruise ships compared to clubs? Because you do a lot of cruise ships, too. I do. I do. And I'm blessed because Royal puts me on the big ships. Like, I do the Symphony, the Harmony, the Oasis, and the Allure predominantly. Mm -hmm. And those theaters are like 1,700 seats with balconies. Whoa. So, Yeah. Yeah, on a Saturday night, I can have easily, you know, a thousand people. Oh. And comedy is an intimate art form. So you have to always kind of gauge yourself because a show for a thousand people has a different rhythm than a show for 200 people in a small room. And as a comic, you should be able to sort of expand and contract based on, mm -hmm. you know, get your rhythm right based on the size. Have you ever written a book? Because I think you should. I'm working on one as we speak. That's why I signed up for the intensive because I've been, I have a 1,200 page manuscript. I have to whittle down to about 380, maybe 400 tops, but I want to get it in the mid threes. Oh, is it going to be like a memorial or is it going to be like a. Well, it, what it is, it's a memoir, but it's kind of chock a block full of, as opposed to saying you should do this. I'm going to say, this is what I did. Take it or leave it. It might work for you. It worked for me. Ah. Well, Monique, thank you so much for doing it. I hope you had a lot of fun. and I, I love did. You. And it was great meeting Alan. Yeah. Thank you. Great meeting you, Monique. When this we is over, we'll, again. Yeah, we'll do a studio and you guys could actually meet yes. and organically. That would be lovely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, Monique. Bye. bye. Take care, guys. Take care. Bye. All right, guys, that was Monique Marvez. Uh, follow her on social media uh, and uh, Twitter and all that stuff. What a great episode, man. That was I, awesome. I, I was so uh, – it was it – was, I'll tell you something. It, again, again, I learned so much from all of them, but this one was like, what? Yeah. I just couldn't believe what she said. I, I don't think I've ever seen you that flustered, man. I was like, holy! I was I was like, maybe this was, maybe this could be love. No, I well maybe I but I. <laughs> no, well maybe. 
You're confusing me. <laughs> all right. Well, Alan, is there anything you got going on this week, or are you still staying safe with COVID and all that? I'm, I'm in my house, you know, and uh, I'm in my house. I've been in my house, but I've been happy. Yeah. I've been happy. Inside, I've been happy. It's weird. It's weird, man. I find all this material, all this stuff that I'm looking at it right now. There's a whole line of notebooks here with stuff in it, and, you know. It's just sitting there. What the fuck's are, you know? Have you noticed that you have found more stuff that you might have forgot about or something sometimes? And it was just, you know, um, I've noticed that there's more, more. Uh, I feel, I don't know how much time we have. We might get cut up, but I do feel you that. Four minutes and 59 seconds. Oh, okay. When you said five to her, it was actually 11. No, it said a five. It might have said fifteen then, and I might not have oh, seen the one. It says four forty on my side. Okay, so it definitely said fifteen, and I didn't see the one then. Um, I'm not wearing my glasses. I don't know if you know that. Oh, oh no, you could have had her on to another ten minutes. Yeah. Um. What was I saying? You were saying that uh, you you were in your house and you felt. Oh, people. so I have noticed like with this whole COVID stuff that. There's 24 hours in a day, but it also seems yeah. like since there's nothing to do, the 24 hours seems more like 16 because uh -huh. it's so boring and it's so like everything's closed. You uh -huh. go to bed early, hoping uh -huh. things change in the morning or you go to work. You do, you know, cause I work at a grocery store, you do the eight hours, like it's the same thing. So I feel with since March, there hasn't been 24 hours in a day. I feel it's been like 16 or 17. Sure, sure. And I feel like it's taken a huge bite out of my life because I've also gained weight because gyms yeah. aren't even open. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I hear you. I hear so, you. but yeah, so we should tell the folks to subscribe, rate, and review to the show because uh, my thing is saying, You're listening to Razor Riffs with Keith Razor and Alan Lee right here on LA Talk Radio. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcast. Give us some feedback. Good, honest, terrible, doesn't matter. Also, follow us on social media. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Razor Riffs. I am also on Stereo if you would like to chat with me there. www.stereo.com slash Keith Reza. And on Cameo, www.cameo.com slash Keith Reza. If you enjoyed the show, please send us a donation on the Anchor app. We really do appreciate it. And we'll rift with you again soon.